Welcome to Help Wanted, recruiting in today's world with Nikki Wallace. Nikki and her guests are here to help you understand the labor force and how to recruit and hire for small businesses and other companies in today's dynamic and ever-changing world. Now, let's get into it. Here's Nikki. Welcome, listeners. This is Nikki Wallace, your host on Help Wanted, recruiting in today's world. We're super excited for our guest today, a special guest. My sister, actually. So welcome, Allie. Yes. Hi, guys. Excited to be here. Yeah. So I have to start and saying that Allie is probably a main reason that I'm doing this show. So um, in full transparency, I feel like we've talked about it over the years that um, there's just a lot of stuff that happens in owning businesses and growing up in big families of entrepreneurs. Um so here we are. Yeah, so much stuff. Yeah, yeah. A lot of unpacking. <laughs> I know. I'm kind of like, where are we going to start? Um, so the show will be a little different. It's uh, still about recruiting in the sense of retention, really. So mm-hmm. um, Allie has just actually sold her salon that she was owner of for several years. And I won't tell her story. I'll let her tell it. Um, but really wanted to get her on here to talk about not just her journey, but also retention and really creating community. So um, I think a big thing with recruiting is keeping people. So if you're spending all the time recruiting and doing all all the things to get people on board, what are you doing to actually keep them there? So how are you, um, you know, carrying your brand every day? How are you doing all of the things to make your people feel part of your family? Um, You know, your work family, I should say, Um, and, and really building your business. So um, it goes for corporate, it goes for mm-hmm. private, it goes for public. Um, you have to, you know, have the buy-in and have the the people that want to be there. So super excited to talk about not just your journey, but also kind of what you've done. So, um, so I guess we can kind of start there. If yes. you want to start and just, it well, is, I guess yeah. I'm, I'm laughing because I'm like, do I tell the story that what, 10 years ago you called me and we're like, Hey, will you come to lunch with me? And I had no idea what we were going to talk about. Um, And you wanted to go out on your own really at that point, right? Yeah. So um, it's been a really wild ride. I guess you could say that I fell into entrepreneurship. Um, It was nothing that I ever wanted. I was working at a commission salon and it was totally okay. You know, working for someone else's dream and getting a paycheck and going home at the end of the day. um, I never even thought about anything else. And so um, when the news dropped that the salon owner was changing the model of her business and she was breaking it into suites, I felt like the floor fell out from underneath of uh-huh. me. I was terrified. To me at the time, it was literally the worst thing that anyone could have told me. So how long had you been doing hair at that point? I had been doing hair maybe like five years or okay. so. And so I loved it, you know, and yeah. it was always a passion of mine. But you know, to me, that was work enough. And I couldn't imagine ever owning my own business. You know, we grew up and dad owned his own business. Grandpa had a law firm, you know, we've always, like you said, been surrounded by entrepreneurs. But to me, I just saw the work that went into it. I didn't know how rewarding it could be. And so yeah, so I called you in a panic because I had no idea how to do anything. In fact, mm-hmm. our first brunch that we had, what did you ask me? You asked me if I knew how to do a spreadsheet. And yeah, I- we were talking about how you were going to manage um I think your cash flow or I asked you what your costs were going to be if you went out on your own and you literally didn't even know what Excel was. <laughs> or maybe you you knew what Excel was, but you weren't a hundred percent sure like what to do with it. 
And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, I, I actually, honestly, in full transparency, transparency, I don't think I knew what Excel was at the time. I mean, I was doing hair. I've always been the creative brain. And yeah. so, um, yeah, I mean, that's... I knew we needed to start at ground zero at that point. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so it was just crazy. But, you know, you have to start somewhere. And I, I think if you think about things too much, you and I say that a lot, yes. that it'll stop you from doing it. So sometimes ignorance is bliss and just yes. going in full speed. And um, I think one of the biggest things that you can do is recruit help. You know, don't be afraid to ask questions um, yeah. and just find good resources, you know, find people that, you know, I always looked up to you. You've always been a powerhouse and super successful. Oh and, but yeah. you have, you know, it's, it's inspiring, you know? And so that's why you were my first phone call. But then I, you know, I was like, why did you not talk to dad? <laughs> why didn't you? I don't know. I felt like I didn't even own a business at that point. But you have always been in like a higher position and kind of a, just um, the way you carry yourself and your authority. No. And um, maybe I was intimidated to talk to him because they say <laughs> there's no stupid question, but I feel like sometimes... <laughs> He might think there is a stupid question and I've been like, well, (laughs) the silence. Yeah. (laughs) Gotta start somewhere. Yes. And it's true. And, you know, so I, (laughs) I laugh because, you know, I had that first meeting with you and then things got rolling with the business and, you know, I got, um, a few months into it and I felt so alone and I didn't like what entrepreneurship was looking like. And, So thank God for technology because I started searching on Instagram and I found other people that were hungry for education and knowledge just like I was. And so I put myself out there, traveled to Texas by myself, attended a class by myself where I knew nobody. And I met um, one of my mentors who, you know, everything changed from there, you know, so I left my suite, I opened my salon. And then honestly, the last 10 years have been a whirlwind. You know, I went from that to I just sold my salon. I had, you like know, last month. Yeah, it's been crazy. Not even a month. No, right? I know. Close. I've I been know. home with my kids for a month, so it feels like 10 years. True. <laughs> but it's been crazy to think, you know, everything that can happen, you know, in that short amount of time. And so you know, I think the biggest thing that you can do in any sort of um, entrepreneurship or even work environment is continue to learn mm-hmm. um, and surround yourself with, you know, like-minded people yeah. that are hungry for more and they um, want to really show up and do the work and um, always, you know, find ways to improve. And I think the biggest thing is figuring out your why, you know, why are you there? You know, why is the company there? Do you have a mission? You know, do they align? Do you agree with what they're trying to represent and how they're treating everybody at all of that? So um, just lots of learning lessons along the way for sure. Yeah. I love it though. And it's awesome. I mean, it's been awesome to watch you grow. And uh, I mean, I think you've taken this whole thing and and gone even, you know, far and above, I think what any of us, including dad, um, would have ever dreamed of. So it's been cool to watch you grow. Yeah. And it's been, you know, super fun. I was alone by myself for a solid year. And then I had a girl that I previously worked with approached me and, um, you know, talked about if I would ever be interested in adding to the team. And, you know, at the time I wasn't. And so I just felt like I needed to be alone. So, you know, fast forward another year and we found ourselves having that same conversation. But at that point I was ready to go. And, you know, I think the cool thing is, is it's, um, 
hard to be a leader. And so I think the best thing that you can do, especially when you're growing through it is I was, you know, full transparency with her. And I always made decisions um, based on our core values as a business. You know, I really knew because of experiences I have had in the past, how I wanted to show up for my guests, how I wanted, if I ever had employees, um, you know, to show up for them and to be there for them. You know, I went through a lot of times in my career where I didn't feel supported. I didn't feel cared about. I didn't feel loved. I, you know, and you spend more time at work sometimes than you do at home. And so I think it's so important to be around people who do appreciate you and do are genuinely there to have you grow. Right. Yeah. So how do you feel? I know Sarah, the first one that came to you. Sarah was the first, the OG. So I guess, how did you, because when you left then, you had several people that were part of your um, salon. I guess, how do you take that step? Or like, how do you first then like even put yourself out there to add to your team? You know, lucky for me, everything happened very organically. Mm -hmm. Um, When I did go out on my own, you know, I did have a couple people that I didn't know and I didn't work with that had reached out. Um, But I... It was really important to me. You know, I was starting this thing was my baby. You know, Mm -hmm. I was pouring everything into it. And so you really want to make sure when you bring people on that they align with, you know, like I said earlier, you know, your mission and what you're there to do. Um, For me, it was a little intimidating to hire someone that I didn't know anything about. Yeah. And so um, when Sarah had approached me and we had those conversations, like it just felt so right. Mm -hmm. And I already knew what she was like. And, um, but, you know, even hiring someone that you don't know, just really doing the groundwork to make sure that they're um, what they're there to do aligns with everything that you're trying to do. Because when I was in these other places, I knew it was time to go when I didn't like how I felt being there. You yeah. know, I, I, my guests didn't enjoy being there, you know, and that impacts yeah. your business huge. So again, just surrounding your yourself. I mean, really, I, we talk about that oh. on this podcast too, that it's like, you know, if you're not in the right spot, like you feel that your employees feel that mm-hmm. you're peers in the you know cubicle next to you, if you're in a corporate setting, feel that. So yeah. I think that's important. Yeah. I mean, and that was, you know, it was weird. I felt like when the walls went up and we got into suites, I felt like walls in our relationships went up and it like really changed the dynamic of everything. And guests felt that, you know, and that was always my biggest thing is like, I wouldn't have any work to do if I didn't have my guests. And so I want, I was there to serve them. I was there to help them feel good about themselves and to be a place for them to go to and feel at home and not feel tension or not feel unwelcomed. Right. So, and I know, you know, we're talking about obviously a salon setting here, but this is a hundred percent across, you know, I've worked in corporate settings. I've worked in, um, you know, small businesses. I I own a small business now. So this is super transferable, like across any business, but I guess, how do you bring that into, I know this is like a big question, but how do you bring that then into your employees or into your space? I think one of the most important things I ever learned, you know, I when I did step out on my own, I really poured myself into education. Mm-hmm. You know, I have done everything from, you know, hair classes, of course, to working with a shaman, which was very interesting and yeah. a story for another when time. Did you do that <laughs> when I was in Utah on one of my trips. But it's all changed me in such a way that I can never, I don't know, you can just never go back to what you were before, you know? And so 
in some of that education I learned, one of the most powerful things I ever heard was to create that Disneyland experience. You know, when you go to Disney, even if you're stressed out because their lines are two hours long and all that, you cannot deny it's magic. Yeah. I mean, they have every smell, every sight, you know, everything is just over the top, above and beyond. And that is what you want to make people feel like. Yeah. You know, so I made sure that, you know, I treated my guests and I treated the girls that decided to come and work with me. Um, like royalty, like, Mm -hmm. you know, like they were seen and they were heard in, I think that's so important in holding space for people. I had never heard that phrase before. And I think, again, that's another really powerful thing that I learned. You know, it's one thing to hear people and to listen, but to really sit and to let people talk and let people speak and and not judge what they're saying, but um, have an open mind with it. I think that people can feel, you know, that you're genuinely caring then and you really want to help them and take care of them. So I think that that's really huge. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I know I have like so many questions, but I feel like we're I'm learning so much about you that I didn't even like realize a shaman. Yeah. It was interesting. Talk on that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I think like, you know, within like a recruiting process, um, again, go corporate, small business, whatever, like just listening, I, you know, on our show last week, we talked about, um, with Taylor, who, you know, yeah. you grew up with him as well. Um, I think you also worked at the dairy out with Taylor, yeah. um, <laughs> but, uh, it's making sure that people are heard. And I, I talk so much even about like from day one, like the first contact, the first, you know, utilizing technology and your tools, um, whatnot to make sure that no matter is it someone walking in your door for an application, is it somebody walking in to, um, you know, get a service or in our case to try and help them get a job. Um, it's like, you know, are you taking the time to, to see them and make sure that they feel, feel that? I mean, it's one of my favorite things is people don't remember what you say. They remember how you make them feel. Yeah, um, and I think both of us have been in different situations throughout our careers, yeah. um, personal and professional lives where, where, you know, that a hundred percent, like we remember those things. So, yeah. And I think, you know, sometimes our world has gotten so automated and I'm all for technology. Hopefully it's like, can change your life and make things so much easier. But at the same time, you know, and especially after COVID and everything happened, people want that human connection and they want to feel, you know, heard and cared about. And so I think it's super important. Yeah, no, I love it. So one thing I think that has been impressive, and I think you even impressed yourself with some of the stuff that people said as you sold your salon and and left, um, kind of handed over the keys to the next um, person as creating the community. So, you know, we have the business, we have the people, we have all the things, but then, you know, the retention piece. Um, So let's dive into that. Where do you want to start with the community? So obviously we've talked about, you know, making your team feel from day one um, in alignment with your goals and your brand and all of that. But I think the biggest thing, you know, at least when I sit down with, especially like a new guest or something like that is consistency. Yeah. You know, um, people want to, you know, feel that they can come and every time that they are going to feel, leave feeling great, yep. leave feeling the same way. Um, and that you're always going to be there and you're always going to show up and you're always going to do your best. And so, you know, when we stepped into that building, you know, every single guest we tried to give the full experience to every single time, yep. you know, and I think that that's, 
a thing that gets a lot of people, you know, so many times people come in, I've worked in environments where people would come in and they're having a bad day or they, you know, this is affecting them or this is. And so I think it's so important to make sure that you're good so that you can come in and you can really show up and that you can provide that consistency, you know, open communication and um, just all of that. I think that that is like the biggest thing that we really tried to do, Um, you know, and just, you know, communicating with everybody and leaving that open, you know, everybody that walked through our door, you know, we'd make eye contact and greet and say hello. And yeah, and it's huge, you know, um, that doesn't always happen anymore. Yeah, like the world of technology that we have today. Well, and that's what you know, one thing that was really cool when I I went to leave uh, one of the girls, she wasn't even a guest of mine, you know, and she was probably in her, you know, mid 50s. And uh, this will stick with me forever. You know, she she was yelling across the salon saying goodbye. So I walked up to her and she literally started crying Aww. and telling me that she has been in so many salons and no one ever made her feel the way that we did. And so that was huge. You know, I say it's kind of crazy. This is kind of creepy to say, but like at your funeral when everyone stands up and they're telling you like, yeah. or not you, but like talking about how great you were and all the things that you did and how you impacted them. And it's like, that's what I got when I sold the salon is I had a flood of people telling me how we impacted them and how we made them feel. And so it made me feel like everything that we had done over those years, you know, had it happened, you know, we created yeah. it and it was, you know, because of the consistency, because we, you know, tried to always be in alignment with what we wanted to represent. And so, you know, it's just a really powerful thing, you know, people fall to the wayside because they don't want to do, you know, quote unquote, the boring things, Mm -hmm. you know, they don't want to do follow-ups or they don't want to, you know, do these little things that maybe aren't so fun touch points. Yes. But it's so huge. And that's what I think can make your business, you know, from good to exceptional and to really help you retain these people. Right. I think it's just awesome. Yeah. I love that. I know when I was like young in my recruiting career, I remember I used to, um, like even when I would go take lunch or like talk to the candidates that were working places for me, I would even just be like, Hey, how was Joey's game this weekend? And they like just almost fell out of their chair. Cause I yeah. like remembered those simple things. And it's like, you know, it's just like a simple note that you, you put in your outlook or wherever you hide those notes um, as you're talking to people. Um, but again, making them feel seen and heard and all the things. And it's like, it's just, it is so simple, but I think we forget that because people get going so fast. Oh yeah. I mean, everything now think about everybody wants everything, instant gratification and super quick, but like everybody is going through so much stuff. There's so much stuff going on in the world. And, you know, you never know what someone's going through in their personal life. And so like, if you can show up for someone and you can be someone that makes someone feel heard and makes them feel loved and important, you're going to change their life. And it's like a truly incredible feeling. Yeah. Yeah. I know I've supported manufacturing over most of my career. And I feel like, you know, we have to give feedback sometimes to people that don't, like take showers after they weld all day or like don't. And it's like, you know, I, people kind of scoff at it sometimes, but to me, it's like that person might not have somebody to go home to and tell them, Hey, you know, maybe we should wear some new deodorant or like whatever. And maybe it's, shower. Yeah. And it seems so simple, but again, yeah. it's just like everybody walks different shoes. And I think, you know, just like humanizing the process of business in general, no matter mm-hmm. where 
recruiting salon, corporate again, wherever, like there's just like the human element. We need to like go back and find that. So, well, and I think you're, you know, humanizing things in general, like, and that was always what scared me about becoming a leader. And I had so much imposter syndrome of like, holy shit, I cannot be in this space. Like I, you know me, (laughs) I can be a bit of a hot mess sometimes, you know, you were sweating about this show. I know. We talk about business all week and you put a microphone in front of me and I have like clammy hands, you know, but it's just, yeah, I mean, it's, um, it's cool what you can do. And I think, you know, humanizing the whole thing and like knowing that like, even when someone is in a leadership role, that they're human, you know, they're, they're going to make mistakes and, and they're going to mess up. And that's why, you know, I did try to always be really transparent because like, even if maybe my delivery wasn't great or like, you know, the girls were like, oh my gosh, like, is this okay? Like it's, you know, they knew at the end of the day that my intentions were good and I always had their best interests. And to me, that's, you know, huge, you know, and I want my team to trust me and I want them to, to know that I am there for the group, their greater good. Right. Right. So it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Oh, good. But even, you know, like you were talking about building uh, relationships, even with your guests. And I think, you know, again, one of the coolest things that I've learned along my journey is the power of networking, you know, and you never know, you know, who you meet, who you talk to and what they might do or who they might know. I mean, I was fortunate enough to be able to travel all over the United States and and meet every walk of life, you know, every type of person. And um, till this day, I've had some, some, people support me that barely even know me, but they've like helped me more than they will ever know through my business. And I just think that the more that you put yourself out there and um, get to know people. And I think it's a really cool thing. You never know what's going to happen or who you're going to meet. Yeah. Yeah. I know we used to make fun of our other sister because she would be on vacation. (laughs) Um, And Sorry, Steph, we're calling you out, but <laughs> we, uh, we you. used to be on vacation and she would walk around the resort and she would like literally by the end of vacation, know everybody. And we're like, <laughs> oh my God. I remember our parents like making fun of like, oh, they're like, oh, Steph knows everybody. Um, but Steph actually works for me now. Um, and I mean, she's awesome at what she does. Yeah. It's just, she's not afraid to pick up the phone and, and, you know, be real with people. Um, and so it's been fun to watch her <laughs> like from like a little kid, like how that translates now. Um, but she's, you know, awesome. And, and she's been a great part of our, my journey with, with yeah. my business, just, you know, bringing that to it. So, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, it's, it's cool to hear other people's stories and it's, you know, people have lived some really incredible lives. And I think that I there's, love it. oh, and there's like learning lessons and all sorts of stuff that you can get from people that maybe you never thought you could. And so there's just so much power in, in networking and getting to know people. And that's when I was going around and, and teaching classes a little bit and stuff, you know, I would tell people like, don't be afraid to send someone a DM and what's the worst that's going to happen. They're just right. not going to respond. Like yeah. that's okay. But like yeah. something amazing could come out of it too. Yeah. So I love it. Alignment. I feel like you keep talking about alignment and I feel like there's a lot there. Do we even want to this could be like a whole nother but I feel like you've said it a lot and I feel (laughs) like um you know it just does translate in so many different ways um like when you think of alignment and you think of like kind of how you started aligning your brand your process like your everything yeah I'm totally putting you on the spot no I mean question honestly I told you the other day alignment is like uh kind of my word of the year it's something I think that is really important my coach says it constantly. And so, you know, I think 
you know, living in alignment to me means that when you make choices, you're coming back again to like those core values. Like, you know, who do you want to portray? Who, mm-hmm. how do you want people to see you? You know, I think it's very important. We've talked about this a lot this week that, you know, what you do in your outside life and what you do in your business is one and the same, yeah. you know, my thing, you know, behind the chair was always, I wanted to, you know, deliver great results, but I wanted to keep people's hair healthy and happy. And so like, I would turn down services that didn't, yeah. you know, represent that or if I felt like it was going to be damaging or something like that, you know, that's just a little hair example, but just in all walks of or ways of um, decision making and all of that, like, you know, when something comes up, you know, does this fit with my why, why I'm here? Does this, you know, help it or is it going against or is it maybe questionable that I should be doing this? And so just um, really, you know, getting a strong core value system and making sure that everything that you do supports your why. And so I think it's just really important to have that super clear. Yeah, no, I agree. I feel like it's kind of become like a little bit of a buzzword in Uh a lot of like business just because everybody's, you know, what's your why and all the why. But I do think when you're doing it correctly, when you're bringing it to the table and talking about actually like, again, talking about the human element, like bringing, um, asking the why and caring about the why. Like, I feel like in my former career, um, you know, it started to be this like buzz, like, oh, what's your why? And we'd talk about it and we would move on. Um, And it's like, we weren't necessarily at the end, like living that and coming back to that. So, um, and I think, you know, it changes everything when you kind of lose lose that. So, oh yeah. I mean, I couldn't tell you how many times I, you know, again, like the bottom would drop out and you're like, oh my gosh, like this is so stressful. It'd be so much easier to do something else. But then you're like reminded like, Mm -hmm. okay, like, wait a minute. Like it wouldn't fulfill me to do something else. I have such a strong why that this is, you know, your purpose. And this is like your mission with everything. And so sticking to that and just in every tough, you know, decision-making or hard moment, just reminding yourself that. I know. I feel like I've had to remind myself of my why a lot lately. <laughs> but then <laughs> we've expanded and and all gone through all of the the waves of building a team yeah. and a business and all of that. It's um yeah, without that, yeah, it's crazy. So. It's just your mission. And you know, being very clear on that really helps things along. So I think it's just super important to always kind of check in with yourself with that. Yeah. So when you were like recruiting other people, because I know over the years you've had like upwards of five people working at the yep. salon at a time. Um, how did you bring that into or incorporate that? Because there were people that you didn't know that joined the salon over the, the time you were there. Yeah, right? we had, well, um, I actually was pretty, I mean, I had sort of relationships with people or kind of knew them through. Yeah, like and referrals so, of some yeah, sort. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I mean, just, you know, I tried to be very clear again on my why and like how we, I wanted everyone there to portray themselves and um, just make sure that it was in alignment again, yeah. you know, that word. Um, but it was super important to me. You know, I, I love that everyone could be so different. I had a couple girls and we were, we always joked, we were like the yin and yang, you yeah. know, it's not like you have to all conform to something, but again, like your mission needs to be the same and you need to make sure that you're all there to do the same thing and, and all of that. And so, you know, I had a couple of, um, you know, learning lessons in that myself, you know, and brought people on and you think that you're on the same page. And then um, when you feel like things aren't aligning and, you know, everything looks good in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that talk about tough lessons and growing pains, but it's all part of the process, you know? Yeah. Um, So, but I think the second that you realize that that's happening to kind of um, 
nip it in the bud so it doesn't start to affect culture. Because again, like we talked about earlier, people start to feel that Mm -hmm. and you want to make sure that you protect that at all costs. Yeah. So true. Yes. But something you were talking about earlier, because this is something that's been really big for me the last year is um, in tough moments of business and stuff like that. And like getting met with resistance, you know, this last year I I kept getting and nothing bad. Every, we were still growing and everything was still great, but I kept trying to do all these things. And it was, I was getting met with so much resistance and I was getting so frustrated and trying to force things. And it's like, I think if you are living in true alignment and stuff like that, that it just, um, things might not always go exactly how you think, you know, but they always work out how they're supposed to. And so I think just like believing that and uh, plugging through the hard times and just everything, like we were telling Millie the other day, like in everything, even the hard stuff, there's a learning lesson. So, and I think being open to pivot and doing that, I mean, I think, um, yeah. Well, and I've always been told, you know, um, you know, how do you eat an elephant Yeah, one bite at a time? So like you think about all the ways we've had to pivot and shift over the last few years. And it's like, you know, when you get met with that resistance or something happens, you know, just be like, okay, this is interesting, you know, but what is this teaching me and how is this going to change me? Yeah, I think is like some of the most powerful questions you can ask yourself, you know, um, what's working and what's not, and how can we grow from here? Yeah, You know, because in any, even if things are, you know, perfect, you're something is going to happen. I don't care who you are, what industry you're in, um, how any of it, you know, something is going to happen that's going to derail what you thought was supposed to be happening. And so it's really important to um, pivot and figure out how to move past it and and just keep growing. Yeah. So true. I love it. Well, good. Well, we're going to take a break here um, and come back and we'll keep talking about Allie's journey and and all the things that she's learned. Um, So stay tuned with us and we'll be right back. Birdie told me Voice America is on Twitter. Follow us at Voice America TRN. Recruiting has changed a lot in the last several years as business and the world around us has evolved. Tune into Help Wanted, recruiting in today's world, and we will dive into best practices internally, as well as how to partner with outside firms and agency. Guests will give more insight and real-time knowledge and examples of what their companies are doing to attract and retain talent in their organizations. We will also get into starting and hiring for a small business, what to do, not to do, and how to grow with a strong team. Help Wanted, recruiting in today's world with host Nikki Wallace. Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Welcome back to Help Wanted, recruiting in today's world. Have a question for Nikki or her guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to the show. Welcome back, listeners. This is Nikki, your host of Help Wanted Recruiting in Today's World. We have our special guest, Allie, my sister today. Um, one of my sisters, I should say, on the on the line with us, which is so fun to have her here. So um, we've talked a lot about alignment. I feel like I stopped you and, and dug into that a little bit more. But um, I think there's so much there, like with um, all the things that have happened in the world and all the the things and how that's changed business, whether you're corporate or, you know, salon or whatever. Um, 
And I think when we think about the whole process of people in our business, whether it's big, small, um, you know, there's, you got to show up and you got to be right. And you got to um, make sure that you're right so that um, you can be there and be all the things for your team as you continue to grow and hit your goals, no matter what that looks like. Um, so let's go back to that, I guess, when we talk yeah. about, I know I'm going to take you there one more time, so but I just want to know just... about the shaman. That's all oh, you yeah. want? <laughs> I do. Yeah. You've, you've done some crazy retreats. Over I, the years, I think so. I like to call it woo woo. My husband thinks I'm just like a hippie, but it's been stuff that has really changed my life. You know, when I started out on my own, you know, it was go, 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 go. You know, right. I worked crazy hours. I was there all the time. I barely saw my, you know, well, I guess just Millie at the time and Jeff and um, it's not sustainable, right? you know? I mean, there's like this hustle culture and grind, grind, grind right. and, and all this stuff, but that's not cool anymore. Right. And I, you know, I started in the industry, gosh, I've almost been doing it for 20 years, which is makes me feel old, but we we won't talk about that. We're going to round down to 15. So, um, but anyway, you know, it's, it's a really cool thing because I think people are trying to figure out how to work smarter, Mm -hmm. um, and, and not kill themselves because it's not sustainable. And it's, you know, there's been so much study now around what stress can do to your body and it's just, it can literally kill you. And so in the beginning, you know, before I started really, uh, working with coaches and networking and doing all this stuff, I was in this space where I was, stressed out. And I was, you know, I I thought that's what entrepreneurship looked like. That's what I thought it was to be like a leader is like, okay, we're going to grind, we're going to work our asses off and we are going to just do it, you know, at all costs. And that's like, not okay. You know? So I, I remember going to a retreat and we did yoga and then we started to do breath work and I had never heard of that before. I thought these people were freaking a little crazy, you know? And so Um, but that is, you know, stuff that I've started to dive deeper and deeper into, you know, when you're in a leadership role, I, especially me, you know, like I, you know, went to college for fashion and then I did hair and, you know, I slept during my macro and microeconomics classes. Like I didn't care about the business stuff. And I feel like, you know, then all of a sudden I was thrown into it and I didn't know what the heck I was doing. And, and, you know, I think that that's, um, I don't know. It can just be like super crazy. And so to find these tools, you start to peel back all these layers, you know, in leadership, you start to see sides of yourself or, you know, how you handle situations, how you talk to people, how you carry yourself, how you handle stressful situations. Like all of a sudden I kept, you know, getting met with all these things and like really learning who I was, to be honest. You know, I say now that I'm 35 years old and I finally have discovered that. And through a lot of that has been the self-care practices. And again, that's a buzzword, you know, kind of like you're wild and all this stuff, but it's, it's a real thing. And it's something that people really need to take serious, especially if you want to be in a leadership role or you really want to excel in your life. I truly believe that if you're not taking care of yourself, how in the hell are you going to show up for other people? You know, they always, there's that saying that you can't pour from an empty cup, you know, and it's so true. And so, especially, you know, being a mom and all of that stuff, you know, I've talked to so many women behind the chair and they you know, kind of lose themselves in their marriage and and being a mom and all of this. And, and that's not fair, right? You know, you shouldn't be shamed or feel guilt around wanting to take care of yourself. And so I think that that's something that's getting to be normalized as self-care. And I think that that's incredible, you right. know? So, um, some tools that I do and like over the years that I judged kind of, and thought were a little woo-woo. Judge you sometimes, <laughs> yes. but- 
But we also join you sometimes. It's so it's fun. I, you know, I, I have practiced breath work and all this stuff. And it's funny because I, Max, you know, my three-year-old, I, the other day he was like, mom, I'm going to do yogurt, you know, yoga. Oh, yeah. And yeah. he started to do breath work. And I'm like, I, holy shit. Like if I can teach my kids how to handle stress and how to rewire, you know, their nervous system and stuff like that. Like yeah. I truly believe that these are things that we should be t- teaching our kids yeah. and that should be taught in school because it's stuff that, you know, in business, dear Lord, you are going to have stress, right. You know, being a leader and being in charge of a team, having deadlines, trying to get big accounts, trying to keep good accounts, yep. you know, I mean, again, you're always going to have stress. And so I think it's really important that you take care of yourself. And so, um, you know, moving your body, you don't have to go and, you know, sweat for 10 hours at the gym. It could be a walk in nature, which is phenomenal for you. It could be, you know, 10 million different ways of movement. You know, it's going to look different for everyone, but just really taking care of yourself so that you can be more clear, you know, and um, be able to show up for others, I think is just the most important thing ever. Yeah. And I do think it's cool. Um, I'm lucky to work with a lot of different businesses in my, uh, with what we do as recruiting company. Um, And I have seen um, clients incorporate more and more of that into their practices or their benefits or like their whatever um, that, you know, hey, take an extra half hour and go work out or like, hey, we have a beautiful gym in in the basement of our company building, like yeah. whatever. Um, and I think encouraging your team to take advantage of that because there's going to be seasons where mm-hmm. uh, God knows I am hopefully on the other side <laughs> of my crazy season right now. Um, but, you know, there's going to be seasons where you do have, you know, longer days or busier, hectic schedules because of tax season if you're an accountant or, you know, yeah. open enrollment if you're in benefits and insurance and all of that. So, um, you know, but it's a, it's the balance of like knowing when to step away and take a broth um, and, and having a team too, that rallies around you to make sure yeah. that they can support you and doing that. Yeah. Um, and then that's, you know, when we talk about a retention piece of teams and, you know, culture and all those things, like being able to step back and take that breath, I think is really important. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and it's like in my industry, and I'm sure a ton of others, you know, forever it was that hustle culture. You yes. know, there were the jokes of like, I, I live off of three Starbucks right. a day and I don't see food. Right. I don't pee. I don't drink water. And it's like, again, not sustainable. Right. Like if we want to be in this shit for the long haul, we right. want to build an empire that we can pass down for generations and all of this great stuff. And it's like, finding ways to care for yourself. And I was really fortunate because when I was at jam, you know, it was cool because we all lived that again, we all lived in alignment with our mission and and how we wanted to be. And so the girls would check me like I would get after Sarah, like, you never eat or what are you doing? You know? And so it's like, again, surrounding yourself by the right people to hold you accountable for that. Because, you know, when you're, when I wasn't taking care of myself, I was exhausted. Mm -hmm. You know, I, your stress levels go up, you get tired, you can't function, you just are sluggish. And so it's funny because when you, you know, take the time and energy to do these things, it actually creates more energy for you. And that's the cool thing. Right. Yeah. Awesome. I could do a talk about that forever, I know, but well, it's changed my life. So just go do some breath work and it's I know. amazing. Oh, that's awesome. Well, good. So what's next for you? I, I know this is another question. I didn't tell you that I was going to ask. Oh God, but... I know. And this is like, I am a big believer that everything happens for a reason. Every conversation 
uh, Nikki happened to be in Arizona a week that I've been trying to make some decisions. You know, I, and I um, checked her. She did check me. <laughs> and it's, you know, that's another thing I will say really quick, though, not to lose a lot of answering my question, but you know, surround yourself with people who don't just tell you the shit you want to hear. You know, they tell you the hard stuff. And that's one thing I've always loved about our relationship is you do keep me in check and you scare me sometimes a little bit. You're a little intimidating, (laughs) but I'm intimidating. you know, you're just a little bit. I know. (laughs) Mr. Bicker. (laughs) But it's like, you know, it's, it's so true. Like you're never going to grow if everyone's like, oh, you're doing a good job, honey. Like, yeah, you can tell them they're doing a good job, but also like if there's something that needs to be corrected or fixed or they could do better. You know, I was in a spot where I, um, you know, I sold the salon and I'm like, okay, maybe this is my season to just take a break and just chill, but nothing felt right. You know, and I'm a manifesting generator. You don't know what that is. Nikki, we're working on her human design, but they always say, listen to your gut. You know, um, when, if something's not sitting right, it's not right. So dive deeper into that. And so this whole week I've been trying to sell myself, on going to a salon, which was phenomenal. There was mm-hmm. absolutely not one thing, you know, wrong with it. The owner was incredible and all this stuff, but I wasn't that excited about yeah. it. So not we were, enough. yeah, we were sitting. You're pulling a Mickey Wallace. You're going to do a two-week <laughs> two retirement. Yeah. So we were sitting outside and we got to talking about it and Nikki checked me and she said, I think that you're doing this because it's the first thing that came along. And I don't think that you're going to be happy with this. And I was like, holy shit. She is right. And so, you know, having people that rival that and to, to say the things that you need to hear because now we've switched gears very quickly. And now it's I... not even been 24 hours. <laughs> but I'm already like picking out new decor. <laughs> yeah, I know. I love it. Yeah. So anyway, I am hoping to now, you know, I created something, you know, super special back at the lake. And I did something that I was so busy always building, building, building that... And I encourage you to do this too, yeah. you know, but to sit down and once in a while, write a list. What mm-hmm. are 10 things you've accomplished in the last year? Yeah. What have you done that you never thought, you know, I'm big on vision boards. And even last night I was talking to my husband and I was like, holy shit, on my vision board were palm trees and our dream house. Oh, really? Yes. And the cool thing is, is I thought the palm trees were going to be in Florida. And I thought that the house was going to be in Lake of the Ozarks, but you know, it might change again, our, what we think our path is, you know, it, it might switch gears, but like I have palm trees and I have my dream house. You so do. it's like, holy shit, you yeah. know? So next up. And I'm also impressed that my husband liked your vision board. <laughs> he gives me crap when I talk about stuff like that. I gotta get your vision board is like a glimpse into your soul though. So when your husband told me that he saw it, I was like, oh my God, I, he's going to think I'm such a freaking weirdo. And then he was reciting like your quotes back to you. I was like, oh God. I feel like how long did he read that? Like, I mean, he was up here for an hour doing that call. I'm sure he read it the whole time. Yeah. But it, yeah, that's a whole nother topic I could talk about too. I, I'm big about goal setting and all that. But anyway, so next I'm actually going to be spending after Nikki leaves this weekend, I'm going to go through my vision board again because I was aligning it to, you know, what it would look like to work in another salon and do all this, but that doesn't sit right with me. And so I think we're going to create another salon, yeah. a jam, what, 2.0. Would that be what it is? You're 3. totally my sister. I always say that 2.0. <laughs> like we said a lot of things 2. this 0. week that I'm like, oh God, we are I so know. related. <laughs> it might be 3.0 though, because you have the like suite jam. and then you've had. Technically you know, it could be 4.0. Good, sweet. 
bare spot, new building. Yeah. That's a lot. It's been a lot, but it's, again, I need to sit down and I need to write all the things that I've, you know, accomplished because when I do get that imposter syndrome, I think I can look at that list and be like, holy shit, you know, 10 years ago, I didn't even know what Excel was. Literally. For real. And she's like, are you okay? Are you okay with if I say this? And I was like, absolutely. Because it's the reality of things. And like, I, you know, I've had a lot of guests in my chair that they have all these dreams. I can think of one girl in particular, and she was, you know, a single mom and the best personality and all this stuff. And she was working at Starbucks and killing herself and just loved the people but didn't love the job. And she talked to me about photography and now it's been three years and she's freaking killing it. And so it's, I, I love that people can get into entrepreneurship and people can, it is, you know, if you want to say easy is not the word, cause it's not easy, easy. but not for the faint of heart. No, it's not. And that's why not everybody succeeds. But I I truly believe that if you live in alignment and you really freaking understand why you are here and like what you are doing, I think that it it is like it's there's rough moments, yeah. but when you look and you think like this is your job, yeah, like that's freaking cool, you Never know. Sitting there talking, yeah, on the floor, <laughs> on your bedroom floor because you have no furniture and your well, dream We're still the furniture will come later. <laughs> oh, funny. Oh yeah. So fun. So much, so much has <clears throat> changed. Um. But I think it's, yeah, it's awesome. So where can people find you if they, I know you don't have necessarily a shop or anything right now, but you're still are on Insta and kind of all the things we'll put them in the show notes too, but uh, where can people find you? I am. So I um, love Instagram. It is my favorite platform. Does that show my age that I'm not like a TikToker or something like that? that. You're better at all of it than I am. But if you want to follow my journey, I do have an Instagram account and it is um, jamm.h.a.i.r. Oh, hair. Yeah. Yeah. I had to put the dots in there because it just, I don't know. They made me, Instagram made me do it. Oh my God. Oh, Allie. So fun to have you here. I got to get the rest of our siblings on here at some point. So everybody can talk about their journey, but um thanks listeners for hanging out with us it's been fun as always so fun yeah um Allie thanks for your time I appreciate it and we'll talk to you all soon thanks guys thanks for tuning in to today's episode of help wanted recruiting in today's world we hope we have helped you reach a higher level of understanding for today's workforce and the dynamics behind them Until we talk again, have an outstanding week.